At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Former Bebo, welcome to Bobby Las Vegas for Ghost Kissing with myself, Greg Eves Peters, and now part of the Beast of Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be keeping this to two parts. We are going to be joined by Mid-Major Matt. You know him from his work over at ESPN Radio in Richmond. He does a great job taking a look at college football futures and win totals over at Athlon Sports. Does an amazing job taking a look at the game of college basketball. Tremendous college basketball handicapper, which is how he gets the name. Mid-Major Matt, he is going to be joining me in. We're going to be taking a look at some of the things that we've seen over the last week or so. Certainly, how to be able to gauge Memphis. They're a very fascinating team with all the roster turnover, how he views a lot of these teams that they've got a lot of moving parts. As for Memphis, I mean, darn near the entirety of the roster. Saying see Andre Williams, who may or may not be in the fold this year. They've got a lot of guys that are now in slash out of the fold, how he is evaluating that team. The Bronny James situation with USC, taking a look at the entirety of the Pac-12, and some of these teams that they are dealing with a little bit of realignment. Is that a positive or a negative for some of these teams? I know that we're going to be touching upon quite a few teams in the American as well with touching upon Memphis. We are also going to be taking a look at the Temple Owls as well. What to expect out of them for the upcoming season. They went through a little bit of a coaching change as well. So we're going to have a great chat with Matt in segment number two. Really going to be keeping this podcast a little bit shorter because as you guys know, I did my MEAC conference preview yesterday, which means I have to round up all of the news and notes that we missed on Saturday along with the ones that we got for Sunday for a weekend roundup and well, the weekend roundup is that we really didn't see a lot of news and notes in college basketball over the last 48 hours. We've got a few teams that are going through some foreign trips as of right now, but really not a lot noteworthy. There's maybe a few teams that are trying to trend upwards or not, but I don't make a lot out of these foreign trips. I am not one of those people that's like, oh, look at Washington. They won by 15 points over Insert country here. I am not going to throw out there a country name. We don't want to be slandering under any random countries. We do not want to have coast to coast hoops on the no fly list or anything like that. So we are going to just say insert country here, but I just don't make a ton out of that. I'm trying to see if there's going to be maybe some different rotations with some of these teams over the next few weeks or so, but really not a lot of takeaways from the weekend. So we are going to be looking at some of the main things that we have been seeing in college basketball over the 
last weekend. Something else I'm going to talk about with Matt as well is how to gauge Florida Atlantic as well, a team that has really never had the spotlight on them before this season, and they're another team that is of intrigue out there in the American. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you, for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at Jaden underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. As I alluded to, not a lot that we saw over the weekend, but that means that we are getting more hot and heavy with regards to these conference previews. I'll be looking to do probably the Mountain West and the NEC within the next two weeks. I've been saving a lot of them for the weekends because you're going to notice Monday through Friday, we get a little bit more player movement. We get a little bit more news in general in college basketball on the weekends. Much like many of us, these teams, they are relaxing. They are taking her easy up until we get into the fall months. So we've got that on tap for you guys. And we've got a great chat with Matt Josephs, better known as Mid-Major Matt, on the flip side here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Peace Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units returned, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Love you, Las Vegas. For Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. 
It is always great to be joined by this man. We've got mid-major match. Matt Josephs, he does an amazing job taking a look at so many things. If you're out there in the Richmond, Virginia area, he does a great job with his show over there in the ESPN Richmond area, doing a tremendous job taking a look at college football as well as I know that he was at ACC Media Days this last week as well. Does great work with Athlon Sports. Does great work on so many different fronts. And a man that you're able to find at mid-major Matt altogether. I know that by the way, for those that like baseball, he does a great job with his player props on that front as well. And Matt, always do appreciate it. Thank you. No problem, Greg. As you know, never a bad time to talk college basketball. It never is a bad time to talk college basketball. And for Memphis, it certainly is a 12-month-out-of-the-year process for them as they just keep picking up guys. They just have guys coming in and out in terms of things like a turnstile. As to follow Leonard, it looked like he was going to be coming in from Middle Tennessee. He leaves the program. He is going to be going pro, and they replace him about 24 hours later with Jaquan Walton. What do you make out of this roster with Memphis? Because the firepower is there, but I do think that a very interesting question, for one, with Leonard being out of the fold, how's the defense going to be looking? Because I do feel like this swap of Walton and Leonard is a little bit more offense, a little bit less defense as a result. And for two, are these pieces going to be able to gel towards beginning part of the season? Because it is very much a new look roster. I think it'll be very important as this team departs on a Dominican Republic three game exhibition tour at the first of August to have all the pieces together and to try and different lineups and things like that. Try different styles, try different groupings, see what you want to close with. And I feel like in all sports, no matter who has the best off season, uh, they rarely tra- translate into victories. You look at year after year, the Cleveland Browns, they always do really well. Dallas makes some flashy moves in the NFL. You look at Seattle, the Mariners, they do a lot of great moves in the offseason, and it rarely turns into what we all expect. On paper, this is a really good lineup, but as we know, and the cliche goes, we don't play games on paper. Plus, I've never been the biggest fan of Penny Hardaway. I think Penny Hardaway is a solid recruiter. Obviously, we've seen that. I think he's a decent coach, but I think against some of the better coaches in America, he struggles to match up. So you can have all the great players in the world, but if your coaching lags behind a little bit, then I think that could be an issue as well. I do think that that is something very important to take a look at. And I am not sure if you subscribe to this as well, but I certainly do. I do take a look at coaches the same way as players because with players, sometimes they have a very rough start to their career, but they're able to turn a little bit of a corner. And I feel like with coaches, they're able to do so as well. And I think that Penny Hardaway has improved as a coach over the last few years. Like I thought that I believe it was towards the middle part of the 2021-22 season. I mean, it was just absolutely terrible. There were just mind-numbingly bad mistakes that were happening with Memphis, the whole Amani Bates situation. They were unable to figure out how to utilize him. Things were really bad. And I think that Penny Hardaway has improved from there. Do I think that he needs to make some more improvements? Absolutely. But I do think that that's always important to take a look at. And I think that it's important for us as betters to not be stubborn with these coaches. Sometimes a coach that we hold in high regard, sometimes we need to bump down a notch or two. I'm looking at you, unfortunately, Matt Painter. Meanwhile, some of these guys that maybe we think, oh, they're not so great. Like, I know that over there at UConn, there are a lot of people that – 
didn't necessarily think the world of Dan Hurley. I think that that opinion needs to be improved a little bit more after what we saw last year. Oh, yeah. I'm willing to definitely make adjustments when it comes to coaching. And I'm definitely willing to say that Penny's gotten better. It's one thing to coach a roster with several good players and that are your own players. It's a different thing to coach a bunch of great players that come from a bunch of different places. When you bring a Quinterly in, who's used to being the point guard at Alabama, and you bring in a Caleb Mills, who was a focal point of the Florida State offense from time to time, Jordan Brown coming over, and now you bring in a Walton. So these guys were number ones, number twos, some number threes in their places. And now they come to a team where they may not have the same role. So it'll be on Penny to keep everybody happy. And sometimes that's just not enough. Ben, I do agree with you. I do think that there's a bit more of a learning curve to be had for Penny Hardaway. Certainly has gotten a little bit better in recent years, in my opinion, as well as joining me on the show. We've got mid-major Matt. Matt Joseph does an amazing job taking a look at so many different fronts. And I do think that for Memphis, it's going to be an interesting season for them because they're going to be facing off against a bunch of opponents that they're not necessarily used to. Because the American, as you know, it's one of those conferences that has dealt with a lot of realignment. Conference USA, the American, they're almost unrecognizable at this point. If you were looking at the Sun Belt a few years ago as well, that has underwent a whole bunch of changes as well. When it comes to these sorts of circumstances where we do have a bunch of new opponents there, or in the case of a team like Colorado, for instance, who they are going to be leaving the Pac-12, how do you evaluate some of those games? And are you going to be adding a little bit more in terms of how you evaluate these games from a motivational standpoint? Well, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a team that will go, and I'm looking at their AAC opponents right now. You look at like an East Carolina road trip, or you look at a Tulsa road trip where, you know, they also have a revamped roster. Memphis just screams occasionally, much like a lot of uber talented teams. They scream like they could lose a sleepy trip to a school that, you know, is really excited to have them in their gym because Memphis is going to be a top 25 team. My team's Temple in the AAC. I love the Owls. And and year after year, the Owls upset top 25 teams at the Leah Core Center. Memphis coming to town is going to be one of the largest attendances that they have at Temple. So, yeah, this is a team that's going to beat a lot of opponents by 25, 30 points. They're going to have some huge spreads in some of these games at home. But on the road, there's certainly opportunities for them to fall apart, potentially, even if they are the better team. I'll tell you that Temple game will definitely be one of them I'll be interested in. East Carolina is going to be a sleepy atmosphere for them. So yeah, they're certainly going to be an upset watch in the wrong situation. Yep, and I'm so glad that you mentioned Temple because you do a great job taking a look at so many of those teams out there in the Pennsylvania area. And how do you evaluate this LLC team? There's been a lot of turnover in the offseason because obviously you've got a little bit of a coaching change that happens there. I know that they did a expansive search, to say the least, with regards to the uh, coaching search on that front. But how do you evaluate this Owls team? Because it's a little bit of a new-look conference, and it's a little bit of a new-look Owls team that is probably going to be playing in terms of their tempo a little bit differently this year as well. Yeah, and I'm looking at their roster, and you see a mix of guys returning. Jaleel White, Hasir Miller, Deuce Roberts was there last year. He didn't play much last year. And then you look at the transfers that Adam Fisher brought in. Quante Berry from, from Providence, Jordan Riley from Georgetown. I really like Steve Settle from Howard. I thought he fit Howard really well. And he obviously has the size, but he's 
one of these guys who's going to bring somebody out to the three-point line. And you've got enough Akpomo, the Wake Forest transfer who played well in spurts last year for Temple. So I'm happy because I think that Coach Fisher is going to be better than Aaron McKee. I think there's going to be some slow starts. I think it's going to be much like any other year with this team. They're going to win games they're not supposed to. They're going to lose games they're not supposed to. That's just what they do. But I think they'll be an intriguing middle-of-the-pack type AAC team this season. And that AAC, I think, is going to be so fascinating as well because we talk about Memphis and the big team that's coming in is Florida Atlantic. And we all remember the run that Florida Atlantic had to the Final Four. And ironically enough, it came at the expense of Memphis because if that timeout actually gets called for Memphis, who knows? Maybe we're talking about Memphis being a team coming off of a Final Four run. Maybe we're talking about that. And we probably aren't having Florida Atlantic in such high regard. How much do you take a look at some of these teams like a Florida Atlantic that they had a very surprising Final Four run? I mean, San Diego State had an amazing run as well. And how much do you want to perhaps maybe fade them a little bit coming into the upcoming season? Because maybe they are getting a little bit overrated on a run that, I mean, for Florida Atlantic, I felt like they had a rough draw to begin with. They should not have been playing Memphis in the first round to start with, but they certainly did have a few breaks go their way along that run. It'll certainly be matchup-based, but to go from a team that's just another team from Conference USA last year to becoming a team that people circle on their schedule, I think things will be drastically different. And, you know, we've talked about in the past on this podcast about VCU and Penn State and all the stuff that's going on between those two with Coach Rhodes and all the roster shuffling. Florida Atlantic is in that same field in the ESPN Events Invitational, so they're going to get a very tough field with Boise State's there, Iowa State's there, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech. So Florida Atlantic is going to get more opportunities to play in these larger games. I'm just wondering if now that they are the team that everybody's looking forward to, will they still be able to play the same way? I agree. I do think that there's going to be a lot of intrigue around Florida Atlantic this year because as you alluded to, now the target is on their back. Now they're going to be playing in much more of a high atmosphere sort of circumstance. They're going to be featured on TV quite a bit more as well. As joining me on the show, we do have Matt Joseph, better known as Mid-Major Matt. And Matt, I know you do a great job on the Mid-Major front, but we did see with regards to college basketball over the last week or so, the biggest headline be a very unfortunate one. What happened with USC, Bronny James, going into cardiac arrest. And I mean, thank goodness that he's alive right now. Apparently, according to the statistics, there was a high likelihood that he was not going to be able to survive something like that. Unfortunately, he was in the right place at the right time. So you just feel good that he has been discharged from the ICU. It appears as though things are getting better on that front. And if he never plays basketball again, so be it just as long as he's able to maintain a healthy life and he's able to just be able to be a functioning human. I think that that's the most important part in all of this. But with regards to USC, how do you view this team? Because I had them as my number one team in the Pac-12 prior to the very unfortunate circumstances that did happen. But even if they don't get a single minute out of Bronny James this year, I still do think that there's a good chance good case to be made that USC still might be that number one team out in the Pac-12. It feels like Andy Enfield almost built for this season. He almost kind of, I'm not going to say he sacrificed the previous years, but I mean, they pointed towards this season as an opportunity to be able to kind of build to everything. And yeah, you know, the Bronny James thing is very interesting because I could have seen a situation where he starts playing and then midway through the season, once his NBA draft status is cemented, maybe he stops playing. I mean, you know, this is the fascinating case that when he comes out in the NBA draft, 
draft, you potentially are drafting Bronny James and getting LeBron James. So there's a lot surrounding this thing. You know, there's always the people are like, well, maybe he'll come back for a second season. I don't think that's very realistic here. So I wasn't exactly thinking that he was going to play all season, thinking that there's a chance that he pulls something midseason or has an injury. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a second. He's going to be drafted really high. We're not going to ruin our draft status for this. Uh, he's done for the season. Do you think that that is something to take a look at as well? Because with Ronnie James, he was going to be skyrocketing up of draft boards just because I know that LeBron James has said, I want to play at least one year with Ronnie James. So whoever was willing to draft Ronnie James, they were automatically going to be getting into the LeBron James sweepstakes, which would have me very intrigued if he would do like some very small market getting overdrafted. I thought that that would have been a hilarious circumstance. So that is something to take a look at. And just that entire landscape of the Pac-12, I'm not sure how you view it, but I actually feel like the bottom of the Pac-12 has gotten a little bit better. I'm sure a guy that you liked quite a bit, Mark Madsen over there at Utah Valley, he goes over to California. And Cal has done a nice job of being able to recruit some pieces. Colorado is going to be on their way out of the Pac-12. They've been able to improve their roster, a team like Washington. I think that they've done a solid job as well. I don't view the Pac-12 as necessarily having that top five juggernaut sort of team, but I do think that all in all, the bottom of the Pac-12 has improved, which I think should be able to help out this conference as a whole. And that's the key because obviously all the headlines for this conference are just negative right now. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I saw a tweet today listing a whole bunch of schools that potentially could go to the Pac-12. And it's like none of them are at large when it comes to an impact. I mean, San Diego State would be nice for basketball. And I guess, you know, at times their football team is very good. And there were some other ones that were mentioned. But I think it would really behoove this conference to have a good year in football, certainly, and to also in basketball. Don't forget, I mean, UCLA and, and USC are departing. So after that, who knows what this conference is going to look like. So I almost feel like it's really important for this conference to do really well in the non-conference. So that way people don't really kind of forget about them and they keep them in that power five, even though maybe they're teetering out of that power five and somebody else should maybe replace them. Yep, absolutely. You take a look at just so many of these conferences that have been able to build themselves up. The American, I think, has added a lot of talent with UAB being a team, I think could consistently be a solid team, not just in college basketball, but in football as well. We were talking about it with the likes of Memphis, Florida Atlantic, you're able to go down the list. So I do think that the landscape of college basketball is going to be looking very different in the coming years. And Matt, you do a great job of following it all. I alluded to it a bit earlier. I know that you were over at ACC Media Days taking a look there, and I know that you're doing great work when it comes to getting set for the college football season. You do a nice job taking a look at all things player props with regards to baseball. You do a tremendous job with your namesake of mid-major Matt looking at college basketball. list goes on and on, so let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, certainly. As you said, college football is rapidly approaching. Still time to kind of look over the win totals and everything. I've been publishing some articles with my opinions for a lot of the Group of Five conferences because that is my bread and butter and really looking forward to the Sun Belt this season. That is going to be a really fun year when it comes to football. And of course, you know, still sprinkling in the baseball here, maybe playing a little bit less as the college football research takes more of a center stage here. And certainly you can follow me on Twitter at MidMajorMatt. I know sometimes you get questions about first fives or player props or anything like that. And you do a good job of answering the questions to the best of your ability. Certainly if anybody wants to ask me any of that stuff, they can do so because we all have the same goal. We all want to beat the books. Absolutely. And put a little money in our pockets. And 
Matt does a great job on so many fronts, just being able to unearth a little bit of value, whether that's college football, whether that's college basketball, the NFL, baseball, list goes on and on. He always lends tremendous insight. So a big thanks to Matt for joining me right here on Coast to Coast. He's now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you ever have any question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you have one of two ways we'll fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNNRS41. Keep in mind, Larry ZM. Amy does not matter. As per usual, please just send these into the timeline. Otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Unfortunately, like I said, a little bit of a shorter podcast today. Just really didn't see a lot throughout the weekend in terms of college basketball, but we are getting closer and closer to the season. The conference previews are starting to churn out, and you're noticing with a lot more of these interviews, a lot more just team-centric previews, diving in a little bit more on these rosters as many of them have begun to crystallize, so we're going to be doing more of that. All 32 teams are going to get a specific conference preview podcast for them, and then once we do all those podcasts, it'll be time for the season where I'll be giving you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day, so appreciate you tuning in today. I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.